0: Welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. My name's Micah Macaw. My name's
1: Jordan Macaw.
0: We are married. We've been married for over three years now. Isn't that right? Yeah. And we're gonna get married. We're gonna stay gonna married. We're going get married again for at least on a ship another three. Married
1: by a pirate.
0: Well, not just at least. That sounds bad. Uh, you said at least what? I, I said at least another three. <laughs> but what I meant is we are married And I just wanted to hit that hard. I guess this is a movie where the main characters get married. Yes. Um. So we, because fans chose the Pirates of the Caribbean. Here we are. We're on the third episode of the Pirates of the Caribbean, covering Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, not to be confused with a previously covered movie on World's End. Yes. Sorry. Uh, the previously covered movie on our podcast. Um. I always get the titles mixed up, but I think I have it locked in now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to kind of front load this episode because this, I have to explain a few things. So I saw this movie when it came out in theaters. I was excited to see it. I think I saw it with Matthew Weekly and Shane O'Hara. I hmm. think. Okay. Um, I know, sh- I'm pretty sure Shane was there. But um, saw the movie, hated it at the White City Theater. I think somewhere along the lines of uh, I, I think I just it was so long. And especially when Calypso turns into all the crabs, I thought this is
1: jumping a f- the shark moment.
0: Yes, this is uh, a, a jumping into a barrel with dwarves moment mm-hmm. like this is just so bad and I hate it. And since then, if my memory serves me, I have never seen the movie all the way through until when we watched it. No way. Yes. Wow. So and and I was going, man, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I think I was in middle school, so um you know, you're starting to have a little bit more a
1: chip on your shoulder, I would say. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not quite to the high school chip, but yeah. still. Yeah.
1: It's a little chip. Little chippy. And
0: um so I didn't like the movie and my sister liked the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So I would always like rail into her on these movies. Like
1: a young brother would.
0: Yes, and, and I had to do this because Rebecca, being one of our biggest fans, I think she deserves this moment that that I'm going to say. So um, in addition to that, there was this great um, sketch on The Simpsons where Bart drives a baler, and he drives over some hay, and it turns into a bale. He gets into 4-H on an episode. He drives over um, so, oh, some water, and they turn into cubed waters. He drives over some clothes, and they turn— into folded clothes and then he drives over poop and it turns into the pirates of the caribbean three dvd <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: and so very funny um and my dad really him and i would always joke about that so there was that then on the seance tour which would have been five years ago this month um we which is insane and hurts my brain to think about yeah um we were in jimmy's parents basement and uh, they had a nice entertainment system and we were there for like a weekend. Uh-huh. And we didn't have any shows. And I I thought, let's watch Pirates Three. You I've...
1: suggested this long of a movie to watch to make fun of? Yes.
0: Yes. So That's it was it was ridiculous. Andrew, Sean, Grayson, and I. And we, we all thought, yeah, it'd be fun because we can just sit there, laugh, and make fun of the movie. And pretty I don't even think we got past the scene in Singapore we were like oh this is so dumb oh yeah you got
1: maybe through 15 minutes
0: yeah and we just thought oh this is stupid and we and we were like it's not even bad enough to I think I was leading the charge I shouldn't take down the other guys with me but I think I was kind of like it's not even bad enough to to make fun of it like that's how much it sucks this isn't even like the room
1: brother
0: So I'm saying all this stuff and I'm just like oh I hate it and and finding out that at the time it was the most expensive movie ever made by a long shot. I just thought to myself, if you're going to put this much money into a movie, it should not be this bad. So I judged it on a curve and I proclaimed this to be the worst movie ever made. That was what I said. I said there are movies with less quality, but if those movies had been given $330 million, maybe they wouldn't be so bad
1: what okay well i guess i'll let you finish
0: no no go ahead Go what ahead. what is
1: the your least favorite movie that you've ever seen now
0: suicide squad definitely okay um well actually i think there's something recent i feel like this year i watched something that made me so mad
1: well, well. no not that one
0: <laughs> that 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 still has some artistic stuff um and we're not gonna say the name of no, that we're movie not. i don't want to have that conversation no th- there's something else but i'm curious what it whenever... came out this year I I don't know. I just feel like there was something I watched this year, not that came out this year that I really really despise. Hmm. Um but I would I mean, I'm kind of excited to watch Suicide Squad and I'll do what I did here and I will give it a fresh look. Even though I know that I hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting ready to do this podcast.
1: Oh, Happy Feet.
0: Oh yeah, Happy Feet. Well, that's more interesting than yeah. it is bad. That movie is just Weird folks, if you don't, if you've not seen Happy Feet, there are penguins, and they, uh, you I don't, don't need
1: to just tell them what the movie's about. Most people know.
0: Well, I just wanted to say that they have different um, accents depending on where they're at, and it's very confusing because I don't like to get caught in these kinds of questions. But it really makes you question the
1: car's dilemma. Yeah,
0: why why do penguins have different accents, and why are they so similar to? our accents and all of these things and also why would you choose a movie um an animated movie about one of the stiffest animals in existence anyway i digress so we sit down to watch this movie and as i promise you viewer i try every time we watch a movie for this podcast i want to give it a fresh view if it's a movie i didn't like i want to give it the old college try were
1: you excited going into it because we have liked the first two
0: i was excited yeah, I was. And I was like, I was thinking, I feel like I'm going to like this movie this time around because <laughs> I'm thinking about the things I didn't like. And I'm thinking I might like that now. Um, and we watched it. And I will say for the first half of the movie, I thought to myself, I like this one better than Dead Man's Chest.
1: Mm. But I do think there are a couple of issues in the movie. Oh, yeah, I think I def I agree with that. Um, It is wildly convoluted.
0: Yes, but this is nowhere near the worst movie ever made. This movie's fun. Yeah, it's I great. Like I like this movie. It. It's, it's a so good, good movie. I was wrong, Rebecca, and I'm eating my crow. I'm eating my own words, and I'm taking a swig of my own medicine. This movie rules. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hope that was a moment for you, Rebecca, to, to validate I so, hope so too. Please, your your turn.
1: I sure I saw it in theaters, and I'm sure I was so excited to see it. And I have never, I've always liked this movie. Yeah, it's always been really good. I do remember feeling the scene when she does turn into crabs thinking, "Huh?" Yeah. But I think because this movie is pretty hard to follow, it, that's more of why I didn't think it was great because I just didn't know why. I think.
0: And maybe, and middle schoolers, please call in. Um, I I feel like for a middle school person, this is a little heady.
1: And yeah, it's, it's interesting because this is only the third movie. There's like a couple years to a year in between each one so far. Yeah. All three. Which means, you know, probably your general audience isn't that much older. <laughs> yeah. And you're still overall making an action adventure, which... Uh, most people who view that are families. Yeah. So it is pretty nuts.
0: Well, it it goes from like Curse of the Black Pearl is probably the easiest. Yes. But on rewatch, I was like, this is convoluted. I know this movie well enough and follow it enough because I've seen it twenty times, not because I just immediately saw it as a kid and thought, oh yeah, I understand all the plot points.
1: I think the part where it gets confusing is the historic, is the history.
0: Yeah. And then of I, knowing
1: that like Britain occupied a lot of tropical places for trading.
0: Yeah. And if you don't yeah, really yeah.
1: like have, if you're not very familiar with it. I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't question why British people were an, on an island with tropical trees. <laughs> right. I just thought it was like, yeah, it was a good movie. There's pirates in it. But in watching even black Pearl this time, it's been a long time. It's like, okay, so what's the significance of all of these things? Like why <laughs> yeah. did they choose here and at this time in this thing?
0: But but yeah, and I think I think each movie gets a little bit harder to understand of mm-hmm. this trilogy. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's cool, actually. Yeah. Um, I like that they kind of progressively get crazier yeah. and more folklore. And I think that this movie falls into that goal and that pattern um, of like they could have done a slam dunk pretty easy sequel where they didn't try to do anything all that new and it would have made probably the same amount of money mm-hmm. and it would have been a lot easier to digest. Mm-hmm. But the two writers of this movie, they they really wanted to make an interesting trilogy and yeah. they really just went balls to the walls. And on I think they thing. did a good job. I think so too. I and And I think this is a trilogy. We talked about this when we were watching it where the more you watch it the more you go oh yeah that's why will turner's doing this thing and that explains this i always forget it every time i watch it but now i get that okay and then when you watch it again you go and that's why jack did that there's some rewatchability in these
1: yeah definitely and that's Um, that's always uh like a bonus if you can get that
0: yeah so um man it's a cool movie let's talk about the production of this movie okay So it is again directed by Gore Verbinski. So this will be the last one directed by Gore Verbinski. So depending on how the next movies go, it might be like, just watch the first three. (laughs) It's a cohesive vision. Um, Writers are Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio. We know that. Music, Hans Zimmer, we know that. Cinematography, Darius Wolski. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. We know that. Shared production from the previous movie. The movie comes out May I wrote 35th.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 31st?
0: Probably I uh, I
1: mean if it's that's a Friday in that year.
0: It came out May 2007.
1: Well. Cool.
0: <laughs> and um this movie, so there's different numbers on on Wikipedia and Box Office Mojo it says that the budget is $300 million making it the most expensive movie ever made. Okay. Uh, at the time, um, and then Business Insider broke it down, and they said that Dead Man's Chest was two hundred and sixty three point seven million dollars, and At World's End was three hundred and thirty nine point five million dollar budget. Jeez, so huge budget. But they make to this it movie. back.
1: How much money did they make?
0: Well. So, well, I just wanted to, uh, and, and point out that the last episode we talked about the budget, they do have separate listed budgets. So we, we have a total of around, um, s- is that, uh, around 600 million for both of these movies to be made. Yeah. Um, box office wise, the movie does amazing domestically. It makes 309 million, a little bit under the budget, but that's a big budget. Worldwide, it makes $960.9 million. Right on. Almost breaks the billion-dollar barrier.
1: Mm-hmm. The last movie did, right?
0: I don't think so. No, the, the last Pirates movie that came out did not do well.
1: No, two.
0: No, it did not oh, okay. break a billion. No. Um, this yeah, l-
1: like I think that the last one that was <laughs> that, released well, that's broke why was, a billion.
0: I don't know. I only know of one person that's seen it that I know personally. Everyone yeah. else skipped out on that movie. Um... So Gore wanted this movie to be um, a lot more character heavy than plot heavy because he felt like the second movie was much more plot heavy. I feel like it's kind of the I same. I feel like
1: they split the difference.
0: Yeah. Um, and he said, quote, I felt it important that the f- third film was the end of an era, like in a postmodern Western where the railroad comes and the gunfighter is extinct. It seemed that we had an opportunity to take a look at a world where the legitimate has become corrupt and there is no place for honest thieves in that society. So you have darker issues and a little melancholy. The myths are dying. That seemed a great theme with which to complete the trilogy. I like that. That may, that almost makes you want to turn it right back on Yeah. (laughs) and be like, okay, I want to catch those themes. Um, Davy Jones locker was the salt flats in Utah. That's where they shot that.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, someone has put an actual location on that? Okay.
0: <laughs> um, the first cut of the mo- this actually isn't that impressive uh, when it's cut down, but the first cut of the movie was three hours. Okay. So they cut 15, 20 minutes from yeah. the movie. Um, much of the final battle, the cast had to wear wetsuits and they were under their costumes, the wetsuits, because the water was freezing cold and it was in this...
1: Oh! Ugh. Like
0: a warehouse kind of thing. And they had to keep it freezing so that the bacteria would not grow.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then according to Jin Zhao, the state news agency of the people's Republic of China, 10 minutes of footage containing Chow Yun fat's portrayal of Singaporean pirate. Cao Fang was trimmed from versions of the film, which may be shown in China. Chow is on screen for 20 minutes in the uncensored theatrical release of the film. No official reason for the censorship was given, but unofficial sources within China have indicated that the character gave a negative and stereotypical portrayal of Chinese people. Hmm. That's interesting. Believe it or not, that's all the notes I have for this Thank movie. Goodness. It's a shorter shorter notes from Michael. I don't Nika. really
1: have anything besides um Captain Sao Feng who is Ch- plays Yun Chow, Yun Fat Chow. Uh he is in Crouching Tiger Hidden Wait. Dragon.
0: Wait, say that. The actor's
1: name is Yun Fat Chow. Okay. Playing Fang. He's in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. The um, Curse of the Golden Flower.
0: He was in Mulan as well, right? Dragon Ball
1: Evolution. (laughs) The Monkey King. What did you say?
0: Wasn't he in the new Mulan? I thought he was, but I could totally be wrong.
1: Well, let let me do it this way.
0: I haven't seen the movie, so...
1: No, no, no. Oh, okay. He took. Looks like he took a. He hasn't been anything since 2018, and his next project's 2022. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but um, looks like a lot of fun kung fu stuff. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Giving me the finger. He's
1: in a movie with Samo. With Samo.
0: Really. And by no. the way, folks, she wasn't giving me the finger. She was just point putting her finger up that's in the air like, pretty wait.
1: Cool. Anyway. What's the movie called? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's answer? right. Uh, the Last Tycoon.
0: Okay. And so that's a roller coaster tycoon it spinoff? It also has a
1: guy who's in one of the It Man movies.
0: So that's a roller coaster tycoon yeah. spinoff? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're cool. building
1: them like crazy. Um, And then uh, Keith Richards is in this movie. He plays Captain... Teague, who is Jack Sparrow's dada, who is probably best known for being in a little band called Rolling Stones. When you're on your own.
0: The like guitarist, you
1: said? Stone.
0: That's a Bob Dylan song. Uh, he is the guitarist, yeah.
1: And you told me that they based his look, Sparrow's look, on him. So, Or so, inspired by yeah, his
0: look. I, I don't know if it was. The team or Johnny Depp, but they... that He was definitely influenced, both his actions and his look, on Kay. Jack Sparrow. Um, I think he's the worst performance in the movie.
1: Looks uh, like he's in another one.
0: Would you agree?
1: I mean, he was on it for so little, I, I really yeah. don't have an opinion. He was fine. He was stone-faced. He kind of did what you, you yeah. needed the cameo person to do. Um There's just something,
0: and I, I think we should...
1: There's He's a writer on what we do in the shadows of the show. Really? Yeah.
0: There's just something so sad about seeing an old rock star that's done a lot of drugs. Yep. That that is I don't know. It, it's it, hard to look at a little bit for it me. Is.
1: It definitely is. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's about it. I kinda wanted potentially to, to go over like the the pirate lords, but I mean you know, they were in for so little. Yeah. But they were all great and I loved them.
0: That's what's so easy about getting further into a series with the same cast is you don't have to do a lot of changes Mm -hmm. Um, or you don't have to do as many notes for both of us.
1: Yeah, I so I think that the movie was a little hard to follow because of how many people are in the movie.
0: Yes. Yes. And it does. I can see how, like, if you went and saw Dead Man's Chest, I think the year before I think it came out. I can't remember for sure, though. Um, if you saw that and then you waited and you hadn't seen it before you saw this movie, oh, boy. Because it just it takes right I off. I mean, the
1: last movie ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So,
0: But I think they do a pretty decent job of c- catching you up to speed without making it. Because there's they're such a tough balance when you have, especially a, a cliffhanger ending like that, of going... Do we do we do that thing in sitcoms where you get back from the commercial and they go, so what was that thing yeah. we were talking about? Yeah. But then sometimes if you don't do a little refresher for the audience, it's you're just lost. Yeah. That's why like in a uh, end game, you know, it's starting with Hawkeye, who we hadn't seen in inf- yeah. Infinity War, Um, started with him losing his family. If you hadn't watched the movie in since the previous year, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was the thing. Yes. So if you can find right. moments like that, then it's a great way to catch the audience up.
1: Yeah. I thought they did a pretty good job with this movie. Yeah. Um, so it starts with um, a bunch of people being hanged and it's kind of a montage of people being hanged. And it is, uh, it is kind very brutal. melancholy. Like maybe Gore Verbinski would say, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but a, a law has been passed by Beckett and in, in, in an effort to have more power over the East India trading company or over have its influence broader, of uh, executing anyone who is associated with a pirate or is a pirate, even barely associated with a pirate, you're getting killed. Uh-huh. And I, when this started, the scene, I was kind of like taken back to like, oh, I remember feeling like this is epic and crazy. Because yeah, yeah. that kid gets up there and he starts singing and everyone starts singing.
0: Like a pirate shanty,
1: yeah, pirate song, and Beckett's reaction is finally, and I, yeah. I, because it had been so long, I was like, interesting. I wonder why that's his reaction, yeah. And then we cut to Elizabeth, in uh, in a boat, like in, on on a river. You find out she's in Singapore. Cool, nice change of location. The set is very cool, I love very the well set. lit. All of the costumes are really cool for the people in Singapore. I think her costumes the whole time are really cool.
0: She wears a cool hat later in the movie. Yeah. That kind of has a spike on the
1: top. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. So she, it shows her also singing the song. Basically, I, I think, you know, that shows that it's being, it, it's,
0: it's a unifying theme. Well, also
1: it's traveled yes. because where they're singing that song at the beginning of the movie is in the Caribbean. Yeah. And it's made its way to Singapore. Yes. Um, so she meets up with Barbosa, who meets up with this other guy who takes him to a bathhouse, and we meet Fang, Captain Fang. Yes. Um, again, very cool set. Right away, I'm confused with what's going on. Uh, in a good
0: way, I think.
1: I think in a good way too. I think you're supposed to be confused. I
0: because the other pirates <laughs> from the Black Pearl are underneath, underneath. and they're they're navigating and in, in weird ways and.
1: And I think I've told I've talked to this with Micah off Mike a lot, but I definitely have a hard time following plots uh, when I'm really enjoying something <laughs> because like the best example I can give is pretty much any gangster movie. I don't know if I can tell you what happens in anyone but I love them. right. And I think it's because I'm just I am completely taken by the characters because the characters are written so well that I don't really care what's going on with the the plot. Sure. Yeah. Um. And I kind of felt that with this movie. So I, it's not really something that I personally would dig a movie for, but when you're yeah. doing a podcast on it, I, I was like, I got to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're obviously, what is clear though, is they're bartering with yeah. thing for something, you find out at the map and then you find out that he is will. Uh. Uh-huh. You want to take over?
0: Yeah. So, um he's he's got Will, Will shows up. Um Will's there. Will shows up. Yeah. Uh, and basically, so so to describe this movie, it's it's very difficult because there are so many different motivations. But if we remember Will, his motivation is, "Hey, I have to save my dad who is on the Flying Dutchman." Uh, Jack's motivation is just to live. Yeah. Um Uh, Elizabeth's motivation is she feels guilty that she killed Jack Sparrow in the previous movie and then she's
1: been given an opportunity to get him back
0: yes and then Davy Jones his stuff's a little murky in this movie for me I know that he's just trying to get Jack back and you know do bad guy stuff but
1: at at least in the first act or two it's clear that he is because the, the last movie ended with East India Trading Company getting his heart so for most of the movie, he is being controlled by Beckett. And yeah. we find out that Beckett is commanding him to kill all the pirates. Yeah. So that there's none left. And he has even more power for, for his trading company. So that's that's like essentially what's going on. And he yes. his motivation is to get out from under that.
0: Yeah. And wh- what's cool, and this is totally a different scene, but um, I love when writers can identify this. But remember, the Kraken, cool, crazy bad guy in the previous movie, he shows up in this movie. He's been killed off screen. Yeah. And I think that that's... So I can't think of another example, but we should keep our eyes open as we're continuing to do this podcast because I think if there was another Kraken fight, you've already had the emotional climax of what the the Kraken character can bring to the story, uh-huh. which is... Jack, basically, um, you know, taking the fall and, and accepting his sins and repentance basically. Uh-huh. And so if you have another Kraken scene, there's potential for it to take back the emotional impact that was in the oh, second movie. Oh yeah. And so it's cool. I could see that being something if this movie came out today where people would go, how can we never go to see the Kraken get killed? That would have been so cool. Yeah. But sometimes you got to go with the emotion over the cool. So when you just see the kraken shored up on the beach, you don't even know, you don't even find out specifically how it was killed. You just know it was killed,
1: and that's all that you need to know.
0: And I just think that's really good, like intellectual writing.
1: And I think it's more important to know that it's killed than how, because that's a moment in the movie. I had to read the synopsis to really get this. But uh, once they're there and they're seeing it, that's when Jack realizes the weight of what Beckett is doing. And basically right. eliminating all pirates because kind of prior to that it was just save myself. Yeah, but it it does change him.
0: Totally, but now we're we're in the bathhouse. Um, there's those cool bathhouse things where they'll say more steam and they 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 the press- spirited away stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, and you know, Will comes out and there's kind of double crossing, and then the British people. Well, I love the British reveal. Uh huh. Because um. The the main thing
1: has like Fang. a monologue.
0: Yeah, he's got a monologue, and they're they're asking for a crew. Oh, his acting
1: is so cool. To I, me. I
0: love how he scratches his head with his big long nails. Gross. Um, and so they're like Elizabeth wants a crew so that they can go get Jack. Yeah. and he's going. Well, someone was spying on me earlier. Yeah, well, you find out it's Will Turner, and then he grabs this random man who we've never seen before, puts a knife to him, and goes, "Well, I'm just going to kill this guy if we can't come to a resolution." And then Elizabeth is like, "That's he's not with us, isn't he with you?" And Will says the same thing. And then the British come out. Well,
1: you know, he sees that the guy's tattoo was melting, which means right. it's not real. Oh, uh, that was yes. Fang's giveaway to find out like something is else is going on, like they're about to frame me or something. Yeah. And then he was with the British, who ambushed them. A pretty intense fight scene breaks out. Our our good guys get away. Uh, they they get on. They a, do
0: throw swords through floorboards, and Barbosa and Elizabeth catch them. Very cool. That's a cool moment.
1: Very very cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, they the there's some guys who are like, we'll we'll give you a ship. We'll we'll help you get to where you need to go.
0: Yeah. Also so, the 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 monkey does light fireworks.
1: The monkey is MVP for me in this movie he's cool potentially the whole series i can't get enough of this monkey
0: (laughs) jordan literally was saying things like there he is again yeah and oh my gosh every (laughs) time the monkey came up on screen i don't
1: know if anyone has seen monkey trouble uh harvey Keitel's in it he's the bad guy Uh don't remember the girl's name but it's a girl who finds a a spider monkey like that and becomes best friends with the monkey monkey doesn't talk it's just a monkey and he wears (laughs) human clothes and i think he has a cute hat and harvey it's carvey Keitel's monkey and throughout the whole movie and he's like a gross not a not a good guy and was definitely abusing the monkey yeah and so the whole movie he's trying to get his monkey back Uh but of course it's her best friend now and she's not parting with this monkey but she's also a kid and this adult man's trying to chase her and hurt her Oh my gosh, it's so sweet. Oh yeah, I think at the end of the, I forgot like exactly what happens, but at the end of the movie, the the monkey <laughs> is given to I think the rightful owner, whoever actually owns the monkey. And at the end of the movie, there's a moment where like she sees the monkey, she gets to meet up with the monkey again, and she wasn't sure if the monkey would recognize her, and he ran after her. He recognized her, and it was so cute. <laughs> <sighs> monkey, I love those monkey monkeys. trouble. Yeah, uh,
0: buy it on Amazon or iTunes, probably. Yeah. Um, so then our heroes are headed to Antarctica, like into an Antarctic region. They're following a map to find the the end of the world, so they yes. can get to Davy. So Jones this is Locker. a
1: movie for flat earthers.
0: Yes, this kicked off the flat earther movement. We know this. Yeah. Um, I actually, just a side note, as because uh, we're talking about there's so much folklore and stuff. I like that they just go, yeah, there the Earth is flat in this movie. It ends whatever that's just what we decided on i think that's pretty cool um but also it's mythological enough that if they ever showed that it was round it wouldn't discount it no one would question it but they have this cool map that you can move around and there's kind of a puzzle that's saying Mm -hmm. something about it
1: can show you different different legends yeah and how to get there
0: yeah and basically they are able to figure it out some really nice special effects shots and stuff like that love like there's a uh, shot where they're going down the water at night, and all the stars are exactly reflected in mm-hmm. the water. Very Movie's pretty. So
1: artistic. That scene's really fun too because Barbosa is acting so nonchalant, and they're like, he doesn't even care, and we're lost right now. Yeah. And then they hear a waterfall, which they just dis- they discover is where like they're about to go. But obviously, if they do go down there, they dead. They're dead. They dead. They dead. And Barbosa's just kind of like laughing maniacally. Yeah, like you have no idea what you're in for, and, and they he doesn't fall.
0: really either.
1: Mm-mm. But, but. he—he's—I mean, he's a pirate through and through, so he's just like, "This is the legend, and this is where we must go."
0: Yeah, so he—he he
1: is also my MVP. I think, aside from Monkey Jack, Monkey, he is my favorite. I think he is my favorite performance in this movie.
0: Yes, the last
1: ones davy jones but this one is barbosa my
0: favorite might be and i I gotta pull it up really quick um let's see recently deleted let me play this clip slap me
1: thrice and hand me to my mama (laughs) it's jack
0: slap me thrice and hand me to my mama it's so gibbs is your favorite i think gibbs is my favorite he's
1: a very solid the whole time he really is
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> slap me thrice and hand me to my ma- to me mama. <laughs> um. So
1: when they fall down, <laughs> <That's> the <fest. laughs> it cuts to Jack.
0: But you're forgetting something very cool. Okay. It goes and it it sounds like the actual recording in the ride. It goes. Oh Dead yeah. men tell no tales. It is, I'm
1: sure, Micah, it's the actual recording. Why wouldn't they? It, use it? honestly sounds like. Can we watch a a ride through after the we record?
0: Yeah, we can. We should. Um. It honestly sounds like, and maybe I'm just going too crazy on the sound here. It sounds like it's recorded from the boat. It does not sound like they got the actual record.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: That is how it sounded to me. Yeah. Now, I haven't ridden the ride in a couple of years. Yeah. But it just, it really felt like you were actually there and they weren't just playing a nice overdub. It sounded kind of that fake crackly. What did you feel when
1: they added Jack Sparrow to the ride?
0: Um, I remember thinking it was really cool and then finding out later people didn't like it.
1: Prior to the, you getting on the ride, though, did you think, like, this can't be... Like, they kind of ruined it a little bit. Did any part of you think that?
0: When I went on it?
1: Prior to your, your anticipation. you know, You know when you find something out before you've experienced it, like in a movie?
0: Oh, I found it out when I went on it.
1: Oh, you didn't know that they added him? No. Oh, okay.
0: So I had ridden it in Orlando, and that was before... Brag. Yeah, I know. Before they had added him. And then when we went to Disneyland as a family, then he was in the ride. You've so I was been, like, this is crazy. You've this never is cool. been
1: on the ride in Disneyland without Jack.
0: I don't think so. Oh, I could be wrong, though. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think when we went there because we. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. I can't
1: remember the year they added him. I no, remember.
0: You know what? No. Hang on. OK, <laughs> I have ridden it in Disneyland without him. OK. Um, but then when we went, when I went back, um, with the Millers, that's okay. when I saw him and I thought it was cool. I liked I,
1: it. I was like, shoot, they got, does Johnny Depp come here every day yeah, and just what, be on the ride? Cause the animatronics you, are nuts.
0: When I went on the ride and saw Jack Sparrow, I did not like this series. I had yeah. shoved it off because of the reasons I said at the beginning. And I basically was like, I only like the first one and the rest is stupid. Um,
1: but yet, you even liked and it. And even
0: I liked it. So, the, the the ride purists, I don't know, not really a fan. Walt's, Walt's idea was w- this should always be evolving. He wanted the park to never be finished. Yeah. So, um, I'm cool with that stuff. Pretty
1: much, I can't, as, as of right now, I can't think of an update they've made that, I've, that I don't like.
0: Yeah. Because, e- you know, even, um, and this is a different park, but I watched the Jurassic World ride through. And the Jurassic World movies, not as good as the Jurassic no. Park movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was thinking, why did they make that update? I watched the ride through a few months ago. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. It was such a cool update. Yeah. So it can be done.
1: I think even when I found out that, well, I did, when I found out that they were changing a lot of things in California Adventure to Pixar movies, I was a little like, oh, that's kind of a bummer because Tower of Terror is my favorite. Yeah. And part of the reason why it's my favorite Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah. I'm then smiling find out- thinking about
0: <laughs> no, what you're going to say. I, even
1: though I knew it was becoming Guardians and that's my favorite Marvel, I still was bummed.
0: Me, yeah. I felt the same way because it's like it's Twilight Zone. You can't do that. Yeah.
1: And it's like it's a elevator in a hotel. Like it's all perfect. It's yeah. all perfect.
0: And I, I couldn't think of how it could work. with that movie
1: yeah and then of course we go on it not only that but they have they're continuing to discover ways where it's not boring to stand in line for a ride for two hours anymore it's becoming fun to stand around because the what they designed that (laughs) building but when you're in the room where you get the like the what this is what the story is (laughs)
0: on the podcast like three times but but do it again i mean
1: we were like mike and i were full on believing that rocket the character the real oh, Talking Raccoon yeah. was alive and in the room with us and talking.
0: Oh, my gosh. So cool.
1: Incredible. Well,
0: I think, and, you know, I say big, nice, long, huge, sweeping statements all the time. But um, e- that ride does make me sick every time I go on it. But when we left the Guardians ride and we left Disneyland, I thought, that's the best ride I've ever been on. I
1: think I kind of, like, base my, my favorite rides not only on, like, the thrill level, but on how much joy it gives me. Yeah, um, and that one gave me a lot of joy. Because
0: when and skip ahead if you have not been on the ride and don't want it spoiled. But when you're in the box and it pulls out, and then you see Rocket Shadow above you, and he plugs in the radio, and then it drops one of I don't know. They have like 20 songs it might choose, or I don't know how many. Yeah, they it's, have. Always, it's
1: always it's you can be on the ride and never be on the same ride. If that makes sense.
0: Well, I don't think there's that many. It's not like instant. You think
1: someone's going on that ride 10 times a day?
0: well i think o- over like a year you could right, but see you know what like. i mean uh, yeah yes um but anyway that moment is just like no freaking way yep no way
1: yep i and even when they changed the uh, california screaming to incredibles they didn't actually change how the ride works, or any. I mean, yeah. they didn't with the Guardians either. But even that, I was like, "This is really cool," and I'm having a lot of. I'm having more fun because you've that was attached a big to property plus up for sure. Yeah, you're adding a property that I love to it, and it's like the Jack Jack stuff was just hilarious. what if I'm laughing while on a ride out of pure joy, yeah, that was money well spent. What, I'll just say,
0: what is your? I know, but what is your favorite of on the Disneyland side ride?
1: Oh, haunted mansion! Yeah, yeah. My,
0: I think it's really tough because they're all so fun to ride,
1: and that's pure joy. That's why I love it. But pure m- joy.
0: I think mine is probably Indiana Jones. Yeah, and the the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Mm-hmm. It's too cool. Yeah. But um, if I you mean- have Disney
1: Plus, watch the Imagineering documentary, and they, that I don't remember what episode, but they go over when they started creating the Indiana Jones ride, and it was a ride like unlike anything that they've ever made before.
0: It's it's so weird to see how it functions with the lights on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's one of the first. That's like maybe one of the first rides where while you are waiting in line, you can understand the story that they're weaving. Yeah, because of depending on where you are standing in line, it's very interactive.
0: Um, We should probably talk about this movie, but it it is. We will, but it is it is tough to beat Pirates. That is like quintessential Disneyland,
1: and you never have to wait that long in line. It always moves very fast because they put so many people in that boat. And the the drop is really fun. You don't get that wet. And it's just no. a fun time.
0: So, dead men tell no tales. Flash, cut to black when it says that. Then it's all white.
1: Oh, you know what I just and realized? That makes what? me sound like what? such an idiot. They they'd had a drop. Yes. Like on the ride.
0: Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have said that on mic.
1: You can take it out, please.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not going to remember, and I'm not going to do it. Uh, so then it's white. We see a nose enter the frame and sniffing a and peanut. The movie is now 32 minutes and I believe 50 seconds into the movie. And we get our first appearance of the main character. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's quite the wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have this weird, uh, post death sequence where Jack is trying to eat a peanut and he's on the Black Pearl, and there's other jacks everywhere. Yes. Now, something I wanted to point out. Worst, the... Um,
1: They're making up for all the lost time by putting more jacks on one screen.
0: Oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, but <laughs> something I wanted to point out was that um, the
1: effects...
0: Did you notice the effects?
1: Not the best. Aged. Yeah, with the duplication. With, with
0: the doubles and yeah. with the small versions of him. Yes. Um, the small versions of him and the hair kind of looked a little Tim and Eric-y. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be... So it looked
1: better than that, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but it, I think that might have something to do with... Because um, I'm thinking about our Ant-Man episode. And remember, they developed all that technology so that they could zoom in really far on something. And make it look like it's macro.
1: Yeah. Oh, I understand what you're saying. You're, like, you're getting into that whole ratio thing again. <laughs> no,
0: no. They, they made it look like it's macro photography. So it's mm-hmm. close. And so when you're looking at that, it's kind of weird because they're ju- in just as much focus. Like everything is in focus. Yeah. yeah. And it it it's very weird. Yeah. It works because it's not supposed to really look and realistic. He's, he's
1: hallucinating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think um, the the double acting is also a little weird. Like you can tell Johnny Depp doesn't necessarily know what's happening in the scene. because yeah, there's yeah. a couple spots like where who he's, he's
1: talking to, kind of
0: going oh, and he's just looking around, but it doesn't. It looks like he's a little out of place.
1: Uh huh. That's
0: just a little Which, nitpicky.
1: That fun. I think he used that to his advantage because he's disoriented. Like I, I think it does work at the end of the day. It's just, yes, I do. It's just age. I
0: yeah, I just wanted to point that out because we we yeah, dive deep no. folks.
1: Fascinating, fascinating stuff. So he is talking to himself, going nuts so, killing himself over a peanut, uh throws himself overboard. yeah, and then um st- ha- keeps throwing a rock that comes back, yeah, and licking it. And um then he's trying to push pull the ship through the salt and then eventually the ship starts moving there's some cutbacks and all that crap but um that's being moved by craps like a sea of craps the crab
0: animation crazy
1: very good because
0: the the rocks turn into and i
1: was super impressed because it was all pale white and pale blue crazy probably because they like there was not really like even though jack was in the scene you couldn't really yeah, it didn't make them look bad, if that makes sense. But uh, prior to that, and I just have to say it because I don't think I ever realized this as a thirteen-year-old, uh, that earlier in the movie, Tia Dalma, the yes. voodoo lady, uh, she she's with the crew, the Black Pearl crew, the whole time. She goes with them. She is um, holding a crab at one point.
0: Yeah, and her, her- foreshadowing. Her key thing has or locket has a crab on it, which I never put together. Me neither. And then at this scene, I never put together that. I mean, I think the implication is she is bringing the ship and Jack to them. She is. Because she controls the crabs because she is the crabs. Yes. And see, when I first saw it, when she explodes into crabs, I thought this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: All, this is all that just because it's, it's you might kind be... Of cool, I think, now. And you might She's crabs. be listening and thinking, like, this is so obvious. How would you never have got this? And I think it's because when I first saw the movie, I didn't totally buy that she was Calypso. It seemed very random. And yeah. it seemed like, oh, finally, I guess her character sh- shows purpose.
0: Well, and I also have never seen the movie a second time all the way through. So yeah. that's probably why I just didn't she, pick up on I it. I think
1: from my memory, her character just felt like... Uh, they could have cut her out. Yeah. I, I obviously plot point. No. And then also she's great and they do yeah. use her.
0: I did not buy into her the first time around. And now I do. Yeah. I do think my issues with the movie do lie with her and Davey though.
1: Like it's a little too much.
0: But we're going to get there. Yeah. Um. So she brings him back. Jack's very confused. And then they're sailing off. And this is when we start talking about the mythology between Davy
1: Jones and Calypso Calypso. So can you break that down? Sure. So Calypso is the goddess of the sea. She is basically the ocean Mm -hmm. and her and Davy Jones uh, fell in love. And we found out in the last movie that a woman broke Davy Jones heart. And that's why he removed it from his body and became terrible. Yeah, and uh, this movie that's further explained um, as they are learning about like getting this exposition, they're also seeing bodies float in the water, and then they see people in boats floating, and that's when Elizabeth finds out that her dad is dead. Yeah, um, so we are we also learn in this moment that Davy Calypso gave the job to Davy Jones that he is supposed to help people pass on into Uh the afterlife but he has been neglecting his job because she betrayed him and that's why he looks like a octopus that's why he's a monster yeah because he's not been doing his job so which means these people have been floating aimlessly like lost souls yeah love that crap so cool and great reveal that her dad died such a cool reveal
0: yeah I, I think that that's, that stuff is cool, and I I do like the mythology. Um, maybe I'm just... I just am not smart enough to catch it or something, but I, I feel like the movie doesn't... It, it it feels like there's a shorter way to get from A to B than the way they describe their whole relationship. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a, a bridge.
1: Well, what I where I get confused...
0: It's confusing. Even talking about it, I'm like, did they really say it like that in
1: the movie, you know. Well, the the reason I get confused cuz they also say this in this part is that she was put the the l- pirate lords, which is the whole reason they had to save Jack because he's a pirate lord. Um but the pirate lords all decided to uh trap her in a human form so that she can't like wreak havoc on pe- on ships anymore cuz she's the sea. Yeah. So I'm just assuming she caused a lot of storms. <laughs> yeah. Um And Davy Jones like persuaded the pirate Lords to do this, to punish her for betraying him. And that confuses me because Davy Jones is ultimately a man. One day he was born into this world as a human and became Davy Jones for all the reasons we outlined. At what point did he fall in love with the ocean? Like how does he fall into a romantic relationship with a goddess? Like, can she choose to become human? Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. how could she betray cuz she betrays him because he, she is the person who allows him to go onto land every 10 years. Once every 10 years. Yeah. That's like her rules. Um and the one time he goes to find her, she is not there to meet him. And yeah. that's why he, she betrayed him. All this stuff. And it's like, but wait. So she's a person? But I thought did, they made her a person.
0: Did she Did she, um, did, did they say in the movie that that was her betrayal?
1: I'm assuming because that's what Davy Jones says to her.
0: Cause I like did not catch that. I I never caught the betrayal. Cause
1: remember when she's in the brig and he comes down there Yeah. and he's like, how come you weren't there? You know, after 10 years, I finally get to go see you. And how come you weren't there? And her answer was, that's just the way that's just me. That's like, you know, I'm assuming that's her saying I'm a drifter you know
0: which was i guess that is very unsatisfying to me i agree i
1: agree Um, yeah because i think it's like oh i mean i think he kind of has motivation to be bad (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and i but i don't think like if she had a good reason for not going or 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 even not a good reason but a very distinct reason i think that's that would make a lot more sense to me and
1: the only reason i think that's the reason is because this movie's so convoluted why would they make those two things separate like him, yeah. like that whole thing. That's why I think that's the betrayal moment.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, and we did refresh ourselves with the plot summary, and it did say that. Okay. Because <laughs> that's how I understood it for the first time. <laughs> okay. But um, I will say, though, poetically, it makes the ending of the movie kind of interesting. Definitely. Because when Orlando Bloom is Davy Jones, you know, he, she has to come to that spot every 10 years to meet him.
1: And we have an issue. Well, I have a little bit of an issue with that, but we'll get there when we yeah. get there.
0: But, but but it is poetically kind of cool that he really does become Davy Jones. Yeah. In, instead of a kind of a take back thing. And he, you know, that's, he is Davy Jones. Yeah. And, and p- there's the potential for something bad to happen to him.
1: Definitely. Like that. Definitely. Yeah. That's so, definitely very, it's all very interesting. I almost feel like i because i think that there's just one too many things going on in the movie yeah. and because i really like that i would get rid of the whole beckett thing but i feel like they that's the only thing grounding the movie in, and i love some, all the beckett stuff and and it, that's the problem and it's totally interesting yeah but that's probably the stuff i understand the least so
0: yeah you know what i would get yeah. rid of what the nine pirate lords
1: oh sure yeah
0: I think they look cool. Yeah, but the scene is well. The scene, the sets the, awesome. The sets
1: awesome. <laughs> the scene is really long. I will say the
0: scene's long and it's c- confusing. Yeah, because there's things like the whole movie they're talking about. We have the eight piece or we have the nine pieces of the eight. That's never really explained. Um, and then when it is, they're like, "Oh, it's just whatever's in someone's pocket at the time." Uh huh. And I go, "Huh? How is that the specific?" That, that well, it's was like confusing.
1: as' their totem.
0: Yeah. I don't get... But I it, it makes me question, you know, we have Aztec's gold. Aztec's gold. Like, it's explained. Cortez's gold. Uh-huh. But it's like, we have the nine, the eight of the nine, and there's not really an explanation for what that is or how it came about. They do
1: say in that scene, though, that pirates really suck at naming things.
0: That is true. So
1: maybe... <laughs> that is they, true. They cover all their bases.
0: But it's it's just a... I, I wish there I I mean it doesn't really bother me actually but I would if I was if, trying to make yeah. the movie perfect yeah. I think I would scrap the nine pirate lords mm-hmm. or maybe even make it like two pirate lords <laughs> or something like that and and yeah
1: well I think they're
0: you'd have to make a couple so of adjustments nine but people yeah
1: so I think I think the fun part is they're getting people from different oceans, like from different continents? Because all have, nine oceans. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, they have, um, I think, like Jamaican or no, no, African. I think that guy's African. Yeah. And then you have Indian. I think there's a guy who represents like the Middle East, which is really cool. And yeah. then the um, I'm assuming Fang is well it's Singapore. So just or like Asian, East seas. Asian. Yeah. And then the other woman, probably the other side of Asia. And then um, you have a French guy. Yeah. I think that's all fun kind of thing. But I, I do, that is something that you could, if you were really trying to trim the thing up, trim the fat.
0: Yeah. 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 Um,
1: but but be, before that all happens, a lot of convoluted stuff with Beckett happens.
0: Well, we haven't even talked about the boat turning over. Crap. Because this was, I'm remembering, this is the moment where I saw it in theaters and I thought, I hate this movie.
1: Are you kidding? This is the moment I saw it, and I'm it's like, so "I cool. love
0: this." <laughs> it's so cool. I love this yeah. moment now. But basically, uh, 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 Jack Sparrow moves the map and sees up or down is up or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. and so they realize they have to flip the ship upside down so that then
1: at sunset,
0: yes, yeah, so then the world will put them back in the land of the living.
1: Yes, and they do. And there's it, that green flash. The effects are
0: insane. Like it looks real. The yep. shot selection amazing the
1: way they do it's very fun yeah
0: yeah um i i like all of that stuff so (laughs) i just wanted to make sure we say that and one thing that was interesting is jack i think there's a little commentary on how convoluted the movie is i don't know if you caught this but jack is looking at the puzzle and the riddle yeah yeah. and he says this is maddeningly unhelpful yeah and i think that's a little bit describe
1: some of the movie (laughs) of a
0: jab at themselves yeah you know, so Definitely. anyway,
1: so when they get back to the living, a lot of people still have different motives for things. Yeah. It's still pretty much the same from what we said earlier, but eventually Beckett shows up, I think, or they, they get Jack. Oh no. Fang like ambushes them. And Fang is like double crossing. is like on Beckett's side. Yeah. Hoping that he'll be saved from Davy Jones.
0: He's got more twists than oceans 11.
1: Yay. <laughs> um, So, Jack goes with Beckett, I think, at this point. Elizabeth goes with Fang because he is led to believe that she is Calypso and he wants to release her, I think.
0: That's cool. I like that. Yes. Could be a pretty easy cut, though, (laughs) as far as plot. 100%. But I enjoyed it.
1: I think Will stays with the Black Pearl. I don't know. Maybe he takes the Black Pearl. This is a long movie, people. It's very long. So, Jack has a very long conversation with Beckett, and I could not tell you one thing they talked about, but a deal is struck, and you said while well, watching it, you were like, I think it's supposed to be confusing, and I thought, sure, let's do it. <laughs>
0: well, because you know, sometimes, I mean, actually, Oceans is a good example. You, you Like, Oceans 12, you're watching the movie, and they're doing all these things, and you're going, wait, what is
1: happening? What yeah. am I supposed
0: to do? And and you go, oh yeah, but at the end, that's when they reveal everything. Yeah. And this movie doesn't act quite have that reveal I don't know that it necessarily should. Yeah. Um, I I have to say, because movies like this with this convoluted of plots are not really made that much anymore, it was kind of fun to yeah. treat it like a puzzle box and go, Yep. you know, I wish there was a blockbuster that came out that you, you left the theater and you had to go,
1: how come that person did the,
0: and then, which apparently. I think
1: it's a little on the negative side. Yeah. For how convoluted it is, but I do agree that it is fun that they're, they're like, you have to pay attention.
0: Well, and you know what? By now, we'll know if Tenet was the blockbuster this year that would, that was the yeah. convoluted, crazy movie that was hard to figure out.
1: Yep. Definitely. Um,
0: I hope, anyway, if I get it for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> or my birthday.
1: Okay. So,
0: um, okay. So, Um. yes, we've talked about the singing. Talk of about
1: movie. Elizabeth with Fang.
0: So, yes, they have kind of some interesting stuff where he's also thinking... so
1: confused in this scene.
0: <laughs> he's thinking she's Calypso, uh-huh. and then she's basically like... She plays into it. Then they're attacked by Beckett.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And when they're attacked, Fang gets killed, and before he's killed, he gives her one of the eight pieces of the nine, or the nine uh-huh. pieces of the eight, and hands it to her, and she is now the captain of the ship. Uh-huh. Um... I think that plot point is cool. Uh And I like that Elizabeth, you know, toward the end, like she becomes the pirate lord and stuff. Oh,
1: I love everything they do with her character. It's cool. It's cool because
0: I think a lot of movies, we've seen it before, especially once they get further down the pipeline, they just throw away the female characters. Mm -hmm. And she's got a lot to do in this movie. Oh, yeah. And I really think it's cool that she becomes the pirate lord Especially because in my mind, when I saw Curse of the Black Pearl, I'm thinking, Ah, yes, Will Turner's a pirate, and he came from pirates. And uh-huh. then she kind of becomes like more of a pirate than him.
1: Uh huh. Cool. Yep. I mean, she if she, I mean, even though the guilt nearly killed her, she killed Jack. Yeah. That's a very pirate thing that she did.
0: Yeah. So, I like that a lot. Right. Um And she's she's got a great performance in all three of these. movies. Yeah,
1: she's really good. And.
0: You know what another thing is that we uh, we haven't said is that how insane is it Orlando Bloom during around the same time was in two of the most epic fantasy series mm-hmm. trilogies ever
1: One can almost wonder how he didn't get in Star Wars
0: Yeah that seems like an oversight really
1: Yeah I will say I think he is the weakest link acting wise but we all kind of know that Orlando's not the best Yes,
0: but I disagree. Okay, um, he has, and I I put my finger on it on this movie, t- in in the in the Lord of the Rings and Pirates. That's all I'm gonna mm. discuss on him. He has that Keanu Reeves energy yeah. for me, where it's like,
1: but no. honey, he's not Keanu.
0: But he he's not Keanu Reeves is not necessarily your best actor winner. Uh huh. Even in John Wick, like his franchise, sometimes you go kind of a weird delivery of the uh-huh. line. Uh-huh. Matrix, even same with Orlando Bloom, but there's something about their both of their gravitas and how committed they are to the role that it feels like no one else could have played. Will I, I kind
1: of feel like with him and maybe Keanu too. But let's just look at Orlando. Give him less lines, and I don't even think he was spoke too much or anything in the movie. I thought his character was written very well. Yeah, but it's sometimes when he starts talking, it's like stop. And let's move on to the next character. Just, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I think it's like the longer he talks, the less I believe him or something.
0: Well, I just, in this movie, I thought he just really knocks it out of the park in these movies. He does
1: a good job. Definitely. I
0: I, I think yeah. he does incredible. And I think it's kind of, um. I think if anyone else did it and you could compare the two, I think they wouldn't be as good.
1: Okay. Just, i just, i We'll agree with that. It's the Keanu effect. I think that this movie's cast is so crazy yeah. that it's like he is the the weakest link, but I'm not saying he did a bad job.
0: Yeah. Well, he's no, um, he's no my guy. Um, Tom? I can't remember his name. The, the, the.
1: Gibbs? Yeah. Gibbs, oh, okay. Gibbs,
0: Gibbs. Slap me thrice and hand me to me, mama. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, can we speed through and get to the pirate lords? Because a lot of business happens. We're not a thesaurus. This isn't Sparknotts. Well,
1: Will shows up. Will gets captured by Beckett. And he, he like, parlays with Davy and Beckett. And we learn a little bit more backstory about Davy Jones and Calypso. Yeah. And Will's being very smug, like, I have the upper hand in this negotiation. And I don't remember what happens. Yeah. It's a little confusing you know,
0: still. you saying a gangster movie is such a good analogy because it is you know, look at casino, look at good fellas and you go, can you uh, sit there from your memory and go, yeah, this character does this, this one does this. And they were selling those drugs because of this reason after you finished the movie, yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. Once you've seen it 30 times, you can parse a lot of that out. I but think it's
1: most important to just know what they're, what they want. Yeah. They're, whatever the motivation is, if that's clear, you're good.
0: Yeah. And I, I would say for the majority of this movie, they, they, they knock make it out so apart. clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, so pirate lords, they're all there. The British are going to attack them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They vote on a pirate king, which they've never been able to do because Jack Sparrow.
1: Because they all vote for themselves.
0: Yes. And Jack Sparrow votes for um, Miss Swan. Mm-hmm. And so she becomes the pirate king. and She says, we're going to fight these these British people. We're going to do it. And um, we're going to free Calypso. And they're all going, no, we can't free Calypso. What are you talking about? We're the ones who bound her. Mm-hmm. This is not good. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Not a good look. Um, Keith Richards shows up and he, he plays, plays guitar.
1: Guitar. <laughs> Um, It's Yeah, I mean, did you think he wasn't?
0: <laughs> it, it's like, it's one of those things where I feel like if the movie came out now, it would be a really big eye roll moment. But it's a little bit before that for me in time periods. So I'm like, okay, it's it's okay that he's in this movie.
1: Yeah, I think he's totally fine. You whatever. know, what, you know uh, what he's what I mean, apparently he's in another one though, and that's when it's gonna get problematic, I think.
0: Yeah. Um I've seen a still. Okay. So um, I mean he
1: probably looks exactly the same. Just well it's more just wrinkles. they're
0: they're both on a boat, Johnny Depp and him Kay. on a boat. Um can they're they're boat
1: guy, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine this guy doing an action sequence.
0: I oh man, I hope there is one. Oh, man, it's gonna, and I'm and then I, I hope I hope um Mick Jagger shows up and goes
1: cool out okay okay um so yeah they're gonna fight um as so they get out there the whole british armada just like a hundred boats are out there ready to fight
0: again cinematography in this movie awesome the
1: beautiful movie it
0: really it is it is
1: and they release Clipso, so so they put all of the pieces in a bowl and they need to bring flames to it and then they need to whisper like a lover well they need to say like a lover like calypso i release you barbosa yells this from the heavens doesn't work and i love how i don't remember i don't know the character's name of mckenzie cook d- d- the dwight of the uk office he he whispers it softly into her ear and it's like dang and that's it- how you do it yeah, it's, there's was something cool.
0: there's something so i i have i can't put my finger on it but i felt like that was almost like the emotional crux of the series and for me I,
1: I love that he did it
0: there was something
1: Especially, so special about him doing it like very very subtly like so subtly you, you forget to mention it but between the last movie and this movie they have continued to develop his character as someone who is becoming much more um aware of his humanity and aware uh-huh. of it of a soul because it's like he's got a second chance at having one. So he's like much more in, t- in touch with himself as a person. Yeah. So it's like he would understand that because he's like on this spiritual journey to discover himself. <laughs> <He rolls.
0: laughs> I kind of hope that him and the other guy are not in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like their journey is complete. Right. Um, and they
1: met two new b- best buds and they need <laughs> to be sailing on their own adventures.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's hey. that's not a bad idea. Gore.
1: They're like the hobbits.
0: Answer my emails, Gore. In this
1: movie, just having fun.
0: Yeah, um, so they free Calypso. She bursts into flags.
1: Crabs. Crabs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very weird that I said that. Um, I remember thinking this was the stupidest thing in the world. Now I watch it and I'm like, this makes sense, mm-hmm. and dare I say, is really cool.
1: And it makes sense that she grows big because she's the ocean. That's yeah, what I thought. Yeah. I
0: because uh, I think when I first saw it. Um, being as young as I was again I want to reiterate I was in 7th grade Uh I thought to myself and it makes sense that my sister understood the movie because she would have been in like 10th or 11th grade so um, but I remember thinking they just did something random for no reason there is no reason for her to turn into crabs and then she doesn't do anything in the rest of the movie I
1: think I even thought of crabs again
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then she creates this maelstrom, uh-huh. which is this huge uh, whirlpool. Tw- whirlpool in, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. What seventh grader doesn't think a maelstrom's cool? Have you
1: ever seen two pirate ships battle that out over a whirlpool? <laughs> the answer is no. If you haven't seen this movie, it's freaking cool.
0: It's cool. And th- again, there are shellfish people.
1: Shellfish people. There's, Did we say there's more? There's eel person. They're freaking shooting cannonballs over the Whirlpool people. So needless to say, it is a nuts scene. And it's raining the whole time. And the movie continues to look beautiful. Um, the scene is very long.
0: It's too long. But. It is too long.
1: I love it. It's in, but it's like cool. Indulge as long as you want is how I feel. The only thing I would cut and uh, place in a different part of the movie in a different way is Will and Elizabeth getting married. I Because when we're watching it, I said this and we talked about it. And and you brought up like you like like it makes sense for these reasons. And I agree with those reasons like that. It's this moment of the movie throughout the whole movie. They've had a lot of tension because they have not been honest with each other. And by this point, all of those things have been come to light and they've basically hashed it out and they have forgiven each other. Yeah. So now they do get married. I, I get it. But you could have easily shaved off some time. And it, I don't, I'm not, it's not like, because this movie's so climactic and so intense, it kind of is played for lighthearted, fun stuff. And I'm not, I don't really want that in a really epic battle scene.
0: Well, what's cool is, or what's, what's something to remind yourself when watching it, though, is at the time, this is pretty an insane sequence that we've never seen anything like it. Very true besides the previous movies. And
1: it's been leading up to them getting married.
0: Yeah. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm talking about the whole action sequence because oh, okay. it's so long. And I think when you look back on it, you think, you know, two, 2007, this comes out, we've had 13 years of action movies and we've seen this sort of thing, even not this exact thing. So we go, just cut it up. I've seen special effects before. But at the time, it makes sense that you'd be indulgent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Because that's what they have. They can do that. Um, so all of that is wild. At At some point, Beckett's ship blows up.
1: Oh, you need to talk about Will getting stabbed by Davy Jones, because that happens well before. That's right.
0: Yeah. And we actually never talked about how Jack Davenport gets killed on, on Davy Jones' Norrington, locker. he
1: is in the movie, yes, and he gets killed by Bootstrap Bill.
0: Yeah, which was sad. But which we also
1: didn't say that there's a really good Stellan Skarsgård scene um, in the the brig with Elizabeth
0: oh yeah pretty heavy And there's also that scene with Jack where he he has the visions and he takes his brain out and mm-hmm. like um licks it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and he remembers leverage from the first movie mm-hmm. and how to get out using leverage love that that's cool
1: uh, um, but yeah bootstrap bill kills Norrington at this moment in the story, um, Will, in this last movie, Will leaves the Dutchman and says, I'll be back for you to his dad. Uh-huh. Of course, his dad's probably like, there's no way he would ever come back for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And h- at this point, his service to the Dutchman is for eternity. So at this point, he is now basically, he's becoming part of the ship, like we saw that other guy in the last movie. Yeah. So he's Love essentially that. just giving up. Uh-huh. Therefore, he's kind of losing his mind. And that's what that moment with Elizabeth is like pretty sad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Go back to when Davy Jones is fighting so, Will.
0: Fighting, uh, fighting Will. He eventually stabs him, mm-hmm. and then um, Jack Sparrow has Davy Jones' heart, and then he, instead of taking eternal life himself, which, which is, is re- what he wanted, great character growth. He's uh-huh. doing like one of his maybe only selfless things in the series mm-hmm. so far because there's always a motive behind it mm-hmm. beyond that he gets Orlando or, uh, um, will. will Turner to stab the heart so that he will become Davy Jones locker and live.
1: Yes. Um, and we see the, the, well, jo- Davy Jones dies. Yeah. How does he know what happens to him?
0: Doesn't he, I? I was going to say disintegrate, but I don't think he does. I, doesn't he just kind of keel over? That doesn't seem right.
1: I'm assuming he, would he lose his octopus
0: His octopus <laughs> I don't remember. And well, I think I really we should wish push I past
1: it. Yeah, I know. But the, the the last thing we see in this moment is the crew um, coming up to Will. Bill, bootstrap Bill with the knife going to cut his heart out.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And uh, then Beckett's ship blows up.
1: And this is the scene I was talking about of the cool blowing up scene.
0: Yeah, he's just l- looking upon his kingdom that is falling. Oh, his
1: acting is incredible. That guy's good. He's good. Because the way it starts is, because uh, him and Jack struck some kind of deal that like he wasn't going to attack the Black Pearl. Yeah. And then he goes back on his deal, and Beckett's going to destroy him anyway, kill, kill all the pirates. And he says, it's just good business, Jack. Yeah. No. And when the Dutchman shows up out of nowhere... Um, and then the black pearls on the other side, he loses all expression in his face and they're waiting for his orders. And all he can say is it's just good, but it's just good business.
0: Oh, good. It's cool. And, um, so then everything's fine. Right. And then we can talk about the wrapping up of the endings. Sure. Okay. Um, so, uh, will Turner and Elizabeth, he gets to see her every 10 years.
1: They consummate the, the marriage.
0: They consummate. I'll tell you what. And 10 years later, he's going to meet his son in the mm-hmm. post credit scene. That's kind of nice. You had some issues. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah. I th- They never say, so therefore, I don't understand why Elizabeth just wouldn't be with him on the boat. The only thing I could think of is, will being like i would never ask that of her i would never expect her to would never want her to live that kind of life where you can only be on the open seas yeah and then i also like maybe because she's not officially part of his crew like you said like she's not dead you know like and i was like okay then kill her because i don't think she would rather be anywhere else that's not the sense i get from her um so i don't really get that
0: although it is it does kind of follow the logic of mythology
1: that's the only thing it follows. You
0: know what I mean? Because when but you, she
1: is so strong of a character, and now she just gets to be a mom.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, because I think also the ending. Um, you'd you'd almost think there was a scene where she says something like, "I mean, again, I like the poetic nature of repeating the Davy Jones stuff." Totally, totally. But maybe there's a scene where she has a huge crew. And she's like going by Davy Jones' ship and she's like, I know I can't set foot on your ship or I'll die or something. Even even though though, a lot
1: of people have. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't know. You know, some way to explain why she can't be there. But she's like, but I'll always be sailing next to you or something. I don't know.
1: I mean, maybe like, you know. I mean, that
0: sucked what I suggested, but you know what I'm saying.
1: But like, you know, Davy Jones' purpose is to help the lost souls at sea carry on to the afterlife. That's his job. Yeah. And you have to be in the underworld. To do it. So it's like she physically can't do that. Yeah. Um, like you be there like they got there once, but they were basically gonna die if they couldn't get back. Right. But I still don't understand why she wouldn't just be like, kill me, because I would rather <laughs> be dead and be with you than be alive and not have you. Yeah. Their love seems that strong.
0: Right. And in a the way, they made their own contract together. The marriage the, contract. The
1: baby. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um anyway though, it's yeah, it's still a good movie.
0: But um, and then uh, there's this great scene where Barbosa steals the Black Pearl, and he goes, "We're gonna go find the Fountain of Youth." And then he opens the map, and it's missing part of it. Because Jack has it, mm-hmm. and Jack has that. So I I like when the boat's gone, and it, it's almost this. He's not really mad about it. He's like. It, it's um it's that moment at the end of the dark night where the where the joker says to batman we're destined to do this forever aren't we batman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's, it's they're always Just gonna a game be game
1: of cat and mouse. <laughs> yeah
0: and they're always gonna hate but tr- actually really love each other yep. kind of like the lego batman movie where joker realizes <laughs> that batman doesn't hate him yeah more than the other bad guys um so that's really cool i think it's I, I, the next movie is about them going to the Fountain of Youth, and but, I yeah yep I know that it tees it up for that, but it's that's interesting. I feel like they should not have they should have made it like more separate than these maybe. But ma- I haven't seen yeah. it. I haven't How seen many it, more so I don't movies know. are there? Two.
1: Very uh, unexcited. Not excited to watch them.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. Well, yeah. and one thing I do want to talk about before we go is um, I gotta look up johnny depp's filmography but i think this is maybe when people start getting a little tired of johnny
1: depp uh on the third movie or after the third movie
0: well i think okay so we have okay so this year he's in uh at world's end and the demon barber of fleet street
1: Mm, good year for him
0: then he's in public enemies and the imaginarium of dr parnassus and then in 2010, he's in Alice in Wonderland and The Tourist.
1: And the tu- oh, those are two different movies.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I think that's where the public.
1: Tourist was a weird, epic <laughs> movie, man. That has Angelina Jolie in it. Yeah. That's one of those movies where it's almost like face-off level um insaneness, where you're supposed to just believe that someone got plastic surgery to oh, become yeah, a different person. Isn't at the
0: end Angelina Jolie is like? a completely different looking person
1: yeah like a different actress or yeah. something and it's like no yeah, just <laughs> no we yeah. just can't do that in movies we can't yeah that was not a good movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah so i think 2010 is where people start just kind of going like okay we we get it we're getting a little sick of you yeah because then the following year is when he's in On Stranger Tides, and I remember people being like, okay, where's the rum? I guess he really
1: meant it when he said he would always do Jack Sparrow.
0: (sighs) Here we go again with this guy. Yeah. And then I think by the time Dead Men Tell No Tales comes out, people are just like... I I know a lot of people still love him, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, even just taking out his personal life, (laughs) I think a lot of people by the time honored stranger tides comes out and especially dead men tell no tales, people are like, I don't want to go see a movie with that guy in it. He's Mm -hmm. so annoying Mm -hmm. and weird. And he's playing Jack Sparrow again. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like this is the last time he's in real good graces with the audience.
1: Yeah. I think he, he just be, I think starting with this role, he quickly becomes the guy who wears a lot of makeup to act.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think he'd already been in Charlie and the chocolate factory. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's, yeah it's different but you know what i it's mean different. yeah it's a, it's like there are just a few there's like a handful of actors who are just like oh this person's in this movie yeah they must look like that like they look weird
0: right well it, it's i wonder if there's something to it's weird because he is he should be a character actor but he's a leading man
1: mm-hmm. and Definitely.
0: so that's can be odd
1: uh-huh
0: um but he's great in these three movies. Yeah. I mean, credit where credit's due.
1: I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he makes bad choices.
0: Yeah. I don't know if he's got much juice left in the tank these days, but Yeah. That's a whole other thing to unpack, which I don't know if we will get to that part in the he's podcast.
1: He's not. Yeah,
0: whatever. Um <laughs> But um yeah. Really cool. I'm I thought I don't know. I didn't know what I thought and a lot of times around three we start getting tired of watching the movies that are in the series Mm -hmm. and here we go
1: my expectations are basically non-existent for the next one and i hope that's a good thing yes i i believe i've seen this movie but i i really blocked most of it out
0: yeah i yeah i have not seen the rest too so i'm going in blind Mm -hmm. um but thank you for listening it is the month of january it's 2021 folks
1: Hope it's going better so far.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we um we released our Patreon episode on Gremlins 2 the new batch this month. So you're definitely going to want to go to Patreon and listen to that episode. Um there's a lot of cool stuff on Patreon. Yep. A lot going on over there. I mean, it's I got to say, it is well worth the minimum of $3 or 5 or 10, whatever you want to pay. You got to get on there. It's patreon.com slash M-I-C-A-H-M-C-C-A-W. Let's bump up those numbers because there's cool stuff, and I, you will not be disappointed. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, stay tuned. Next week, we'll announce our next series. We're already gearing up for that. This is fun. I like doing this. Me too. And I love you, Jordan. I love you, Micah. Love you, audience
1: love you audience
0: if you haven't already please rate and subscribe and review goodbye